you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There he is, my man with the plan. What's up, James Rapine up in Cincy? What's going on, Tony? Man, there's plenty to talk about. Cuts on cuts on cuts today, my man. I know it. They used to say with the Turk, the Turk's gonna come. It usually comes <laughs> like a week with a week left to go in the season, but mm-mm, they got two weeks to get this thing together, man. So I hate to see guys lose their jobs and their pink slips. It's a part of it, and they're used to it. They know what it is. Um it, it kind of makes me feel like sometimes people don't really take seriously how the uh, what it takes to be an NFL guy and what it takes to really make these teams. So uh, bad day for a lot of guys, but good day for 53 guys right now. So we'll jump right into it. The quarterbacks, Cam Newton, let go. Did it surprise you any and how it was done or why it was done? Uh, give me your opinions on Cam Newton. Not surprised at all that Mac Jones is the starter, but the fact that Cam Newton is just straight up released, yeah, it did surprise me a bit. And maybe it shouldn't have. Right. Because the, the scenario of, of Cam just staying around and, you know, making more money than uh, most of the roster to be a backup, you know, there's optics there. And who knows if he would have been happy doing that, because I still think that Cam, there's a chance he ends up being a starting quarterback in this league. But, uh, yeah, I was a, a bit surprised. And I think the football world was a bit surprised when Bill Belichick made that decision. Uh, what about you? Were you shocked? Were you surprised? What do you think? I was, and it's because it has nothing to do with Mac Jones, who is from my neck of the woods, played high school ball about five miles away away from where I'm sitting now. I, I, I was surprised because there there are two things that can, that that happened here. Mac, Mac Jones played extremely well. I mean, extremely well with every drive that he did in the preseason ended up in a touchdown. And Cam Newton actually played pretty well in the preseason too. And there's this there's this thought that, well, he he has to you know reevaluate himself because he couldn't beat out a rookie. While that might be true, I heard that a lot on network TV today. While that might be true, what isn't true is that he played poorly or he did not look good in practice. It's just not true. Every from every report that I've seen, Cam Newton looked like Cam Newton, even in the preseason game that I actually watched. Cam Newton looked like Cam Newton. The kid just played lights out. And maybe it's Belichick and McDaniels are more happy with the way that Mac Jones is playing for them. But it doesn't mean that Cam Newton can't play. And I really think it's it's good for him that he's going to have a chance now to go somewhere. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, I talked to someone in New England probably, what, a week or two ago that, that had covered the team for years and years and years. And he was like, oh. Josh McDaniels loves Mac Jones' style of play, mm-hmm. right? So the the safe, almost game manager, you know what you're going to get. He's going to take what the defense gives you, much like Brady played for all of those years. And I'm not comparing Mac Jones to Brady, but I think the Cam made it work last year. And by all accounts, he was, you know, first one in, last one out, wasn't, a you know, adapted to the culture in New England and was fine from all those things. But there is a certain play style. He threw for eight touchdowns last year. Right. And I think when you look at a guy like Mac Jones, the 15th overall pick, 
Cam goes out for three practices and Jones shines and through 20 something uh, completions in a row, I think it was in, in practice, or it, it might've even been more than that. He had like a crazy day where he, you know, he only threw a couple of incompletions. That's, that's kind of what the, the New England offense, what it's built on. And you look at it, what they have from a, a running back standpoint, a skill player standpoint, they went out and got John o. Smith and Hunter Henry. They, they want to run the ball. They want to play kind of the, the early 2000 style Patriots and Mac Jones might be the better fit. And clearly they feel like he was the better fit. And I'm interested now in watching new England because you, you have them spending all this money. Not that I wasn't interested before, but they spend all this money in free agency. They get all these opt out guys back. They go get their quarterback. Basically the, the guy who's supposed to take the reins from Tom Brady and can he do it? Can they do it? And can they get back to the postseason? That's one of the the big questions, I think, going into this year. So I won't compare him to Tom Brady because it's really not fair because Tom is the GOAT, right? But I will say this. He may be a guy that has more instant success than any of the quarterbacks that were taken. One is because he went later and he went to a a better team, right? Those other guys are going to be counted on to carry their team. He won't be counted on to carry their team. He's going to be counted on to navigate their team to their success. He gets the ball out quick. He sees everything before it happens. As unathletic as he's supposed to be, and he's the 15th overall pick, and all of these other guys are better prospects, he might end up being the rookie of the year. And he might be the guy who, for the first four or five years of his career, is more successful from a team perspective and even may have more individual accolades than everyone. And you know what that sounds like to me? Even though I said I wasn't going to compare it, it sounds like Tom Brady, who played most of his career with Brett Favre, with Aaron Rodgers, with Peyton Manning, with all of these big, strong uh, Ben Roethlisberger, all of these quarterbacks with way more t- Cam Newton, who was a former MVP, all of these guys, Patrick Mahomes now, and Ryan Clark on ESPN was like, he did a poll on Twitter. He said, tell me one thing that Brady does better than anybody. You can't, but guess what he guess what he does more than everybody? Wins. It's amazing to me that folks look at this and say, he's a system guy. They have to build stuff around him. Uh, hello, you're supposed to do that for all of your quarterbacks, right? You don't think mm-hmm. the Jaguars need to build around Trevor Lawrence? You don't think they got since he has to build around Joe, Joe Burrow? So sometimes, man, we got to stop and, and wait and, and instead of looking at the guy for what he can do individually. We have to start looking at these guys of what they can do collectively with the team. For sure. And that's the thing is, like, do I think that Mac Jones is a better athlete than Cam Newton? No. Do I think he's going to throw the ball farther than Cam Newton? No, actually, I probably don't. And But, but is he more accurate? Absolutely. Is he probably the better scheme fit for what their vision is of this team? Which again, I think is, you know, a lot of 12 personnel where you're talking two tight ends, a running back, and we're just going to play our way and, and, you know, death by a thousand cuts and we'll get a big play here and there, but it's not like they have, you know, Julio Jones and his prime on that team. They go out and get Nelson Aguilar. And I like that addition. Uh, Jacoby Myers, I think, is an underrated receiver at this stage. You have mentioned the tight ends already, but no one's going to keep defenders up at night. So what they're going to do is, I think, play ball control and, and try to get to 20-plus points, and Belichick's going to say, all right, that's enough, Josh. As long as you can get there, I got it. 
And, and we'll see, especially without Stephon Gilmore, who's going to miss the first six weeks, if this New England defense is able to do that. That's uh, It's going to be fun, man, because I, I think there's a potential where that we could be talking about them in the division hunt, right, and really battling the Bills and being ahead of the Dolphins and obviously ahead of the Jets, or the opposite of that, where it doesn't go nearly as well and they're you know, battling for third place with my, you know, in trying to stay out of third place with Miami there, you know, and hovering around 500 like they did last season. No doubt about it. We have more to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, more about Mac Jones and about his contemporaries, the guys who were chosen in the first round with him mm-hmm. and what their prospects look like. We're going to even throw a guy in there, a couple of guys from last year. I want to talk about Burrow and we're going to talk about that kid out with the Chargers, too. I want to talk about Justin Herbert. Let's throw all of these guys in together because since they, they're joined at the hip now, these guys this year and those two young guys from last year, uh, maybe even throw two in there also, right? Let's talk about all of these young quarterbacks on our uh, Wednesday edition, the quarterback show. And we'll do it in segment two here on Locked On NFL. Football season is almost here. We are just eight days away. Thursday, September 9th, the action starts in the pros. And College football, it's this weekend, baby. So you know where you got to go. BetOnline.ag, the number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. You can get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at BetOnline. And when you go to the website and you sign up today and you go to make that first deposit, you're going to get a free 100% welcome bonus. That's extra money based on that first deposit. All you have to do, they're going to match it. All you have to do is use promo code locked on. Plus, I mentioned the NFL debut Buccaneers Cowboys September 9th on Thursday night football. You need to join right now their opening day super promo where you can wager up to 25 bucks. And if you lose, you can get your money back. All you got to do is be a new customer and use promo code NFL100 at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Welcome back to Locked On NFL on a Wednesday. <laughs> I am uh, James. I see. I almost said I was James Rapin. I am Tony Wiggins. Along with James Rapine. I want to be him so bad sometimes. I, this is the second time. You guys don't know. I've done that before. But the you last time. I've done that before. Uh, real was, quick, real quick, because I, I know we're going to get into to rookies. I just want to yeah. mention this. Can I throw a destination for Cam for it? Because uh, I wanted to get to that. Yeah, I'm glad you did because I wanted to get to it too. Yep. Give me, give me one and I'll throw a couple of them out. Washington. Start right now. Bring him in. So, but the head with though. Ron Rivera. They had a chance. Why didn't they do it before? And Fitz has looked okay. Cam Newton isn't better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes. <laughs> I, I, but, okay. they, but for some reason, they didn't bother with him the last time. So when they had a chance in the offseason. So, but maybe he's shown them. You're, you're right. Maybe the fact that he's played well in the preseason, that they'll go ahead and bring him in. You know, one for me, Tampa. And I said it. And the reason why I said it is because – um Whoa! With, with Tampa as a backup to Tom Brady, you wow. get a chance to win if you're Tampa. I mean, if you can. The the other thing is this: a team that is a Brady twisted ankle away from it robbing them, like a high ankle sprain with Tom Brady, you got to play Blaine Gabbert. That might rob you of. 
three games that you really, really need in order to make your run. You get Cam Newton as a backup for three or four or five games, you don't lose your Super Bowl aspirations. That team is built to win a Super Bowl or bust for them. They're built to go back to back. Why don't you solidify that backup and have a guy like that in just in case something goes wrong with Tom or Tom needs to come out for a minute? I mean, he is 71 years old, right? Basically, he's like 43, isn't he? I, I would do it, and I wouldn't worry about Arian's downfield attack because Cam Newton can sling the ball a mile. I'm not against that. My question would be, will Cam be able to check his, his ego at the door completely? He's going to do maybe, that just about anywhere he goes. You're right. But still, he's going to have to do that. And two, take a minimum deal. Because he might get a little bit more than the minimum somewhere else. And he, heck, he made over $3 million from New England, which is crazy to think about because he didn't even play yeah. this year. And I think he's um, made so much money off the oh, field. $100 million plus. Yeah, yeah, I think at this point he's just like, you know what? He looked better going over there and collecting some hardware and being on in a winning team, keeping his body fresh for another year. And then maybe somebody else needs a quarterback and he can go do it again next year. Or at some point Brady's going to give it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, sort of do what Jameis Winston kind of did, even though it's different situations, and I get it. There were some people today talking about Dallas, and I'm thinking, like, are you kidding me? They just gave that kid a quarter of a billion dollars. They, Unless you're just hoping Dak gets hurt, why would, why would why would he go to Dallas? And I don't think Dallas has any cash anyway. So that that's a weird destination for me. But, but I get all of them. I really, really do. Let's talk about – we were talking about uh, Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some other quarterbacks, but before we get to him, let's these rookies. Let's start with the second-year players. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, as well as mm-hmm. Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. I'm afraid for one of those guys, and it's not me being afraid that Joe Burrow's going to get hurt again, and it's not me being afraid that – Whoa, you're Tua, afraid for Joe Burrow. No, it's not, I'm not. And I'm not afraid that Tua's going to run into a situation where the chemistry's going to be messed up because people are talking about D. Watson. I'm a little bit afraid for Justin Herbert. And let me tell you why. Because uh-huh. Justin Herbert came out of the, the barrel last year spinning, right? Mm-hmm. The danger in having a young guy have that much success and you switching his offensive coaching staff, it's terrible to me. I, I thought at least they they could have maintained a lot more continuity, but they switched everybody. And now he, you know, I don't know if they're going to come in and learn something new. I, I don't believe they retained any of those offensive coaches. I know they they didn't keep Pat Hamilton, did they? So my point is, is he had such a good year in a bad year for the team. Can he maintain that same? Can he maintain that same amount of, of, of play with a new coordinator? Yeah, that's it's a it's a fair question. And I think what people will say is, look. You have this big, athletic, strong kid who showed he could be more accurate than he was at Oregon, showed that if you give him, you know, the the keys to the car, so to speak, he can do it. At the same time, I, I do wonder, you know, will he be able to thrive with this new coaching staff? And, and then this is where this is where people are going to flip and push back. Offensive line's better. Herbert, I just said he was smart. Why wouldn't he be more improved uh, a year removed from what he did last year, right, where he set records? And and so, look, I remember before the draft, and obviously I cover the Bengals, and uh, 
they were going to take Joe Burrow. But I remember writing like, look, you might and you probably should consider moving back because if you can get Herbert in multiple ones also, like look at the kid, the physical skills are there. So to me, I think he's going to be fine. Now, I don't think the Chargers are this like legitimate Super Bowl team. Not saying that they can't be. I don't see that. At the same time, can and pro football focus is big on this. Will his deep ball regress? Will it be a little more inaccurate this year? Which deep ball is, is very unpredictable uh, based on their data. And they've compiled so much data, not just with Herbert, with quarterbacks in general. And if that happens and things are tougher and he has to do kind of what Mac Jones is comfortable doing, nickel and diming his way down the field, does he make more mistakes? So th- there certainly is a scenario, I think, where not that he's going to have an awful season or a sophomore slump or anything like that, but where he does take a little bit of a step back, maybe numbers wise compared to the expectation of what people have. Cause I think some people think, Hey, he's going to throw for 40 plus touchdowns and 5,000 yards. And well, well what if he throws for 4,100 yards and 34 touchdowns this year and right. the chargers are nine and eight. Right. You know? So when people ask the question that you put up and, um, like, why would he regress? Do you remember when I think it was, I think uh, Roethlisberger went from Wizenhunt to Todd Haley and he wanted to choke him on the sideline? Do you remember that? So don't folks need to quit acting like it yep. can't happen. And yeah. if you if you go, well, if Justin Herbert played that well last year, how can he regress? Well, remember he went eighth overall in the draft. Wasn't it eighth? Didn't he go eighth or something like that? Or sixth or something like that? He was sixth. Six he was sixth. Okay. Yep. okay. Well, here's the thing. You rem- But you remember the pre-draft reports about him, right? Did it sound like he was going to do what he did last year? No. no. Because of the no. staff. So if you change the staff, maybe he goes back to looking like the other guy because this staff doesn't design things for him. North Turner was real good at everywhere he went. The quarterback had the greatest season he's ever had. Alex Smith, probably his best season was when North Turner was offensive coordinator. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes a coach does have that effect. Tua looked bad last year under Chan Gailey. Has looked great this year under the new offensive coordinator in in training camp. Mm -hmm. How much do you think the Watson talk hurts him a little bit? Man, it, it, how disheartening is it if you're Tua to hear that that's lingering and that they're still interested in not only are they, the Dolphins, interested based on a bunch of reports, but they seem like the only ones interested right now at this stage, which really is just a reflection on you. Because it's one thing if the Dolphins and, you know, insert four other teams, the Colts and the Eagles and the whoever else are interested in Deshaun Watson. Well, then it's like, okay, well, maybe, you know, one of these teams is going to get him, but it just feels like Miami's on its own right now. Carolina, that those rumors have been shot down. It doesn't feel like the Eagles are really in on him right now. And so, yeah, I think it can affect it a little bit. But to me, Tua needs to be able to block that out. Like if it, let's say that was happening in Cincinnati, I don't think Joe Burrow would give two dams about that. If that was a rumor, he would just kind of laugh it off and say, I got to play well. And if uh, Tua plays well, it won't matter. And I think that's how he's got to view it because he has weapons now. Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, Mike Kosicki, obviously. He's got guys that are going to get open. And if he hits them, and Devontae Parker's there still. Uh, if he hits them and he has success, then that, that'll be it. He'll be fine. Let's go with another uh, returning guy before we get to our third segment where we'll actually do some of these uh, the rookies. <laughs> um, your man, Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah. I, I comped 
I comped Joe Burrow to Tony Romo when he came out because I said he just looks like he's an athlete. He's just a dude that can play basketball. He can probably pay, play kickball. He's the dude that you just pick first. And that's just – and he has that whip at arm motion and he's pointing and probably because he wears number nine too. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. Tell me uh, what do you think he's going to be able to do this year. He's got to get his wide receiver to hold the ball first. But other than that, what is Joe Burrow going to do? He's going to have a big year. He's going to have a big year – because in the reason why he's going to take a step forward, despite coming back from a knee injury, is one, the offensive line is better. I don't think they're going to be necessarily good. They are better than they were. You mentioned the weapons. Jamar Chase is going to catch passes. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. You want to talk about building around a quarterback? I think the Bengals have done a good job of giving Burrow weapons to throw to. But And if you're watching on YouTube, and you should subscribe to Locked On NFL on YouTube, it's what's here between the ears for Burrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say he's better than Justin Herbert. You know, he's not going to throw it farther than Justin Herbert. He's not athletic as Justin Herbert. He can dissect and analyze and um, diagnose plays better than any quarterback in that draft class. And I don't think that's changing. That's what makes him special. The Bengals want to give him uh, offensive coordinator. Brian Callahan was in Denver with Peyton Manning. They're slowly giving him the Peyton treatment where it's Peyton's offense and Peyton ran the show and Peyton did what he wanted. And he was audible and at the line and all the stuff that we really saw Peyton revolutionize in the NFL, that's going to be Burrow. And I think by mid year, it's going to be full on Burrow. He's only got 10 games under his belt. So it's kind of crazy. We're talking about this, but that's it. So I think he's going to have a big year because he's got weapons to throw to. And I trust him to diagnose and make the right decisions against tough defenses. Cause the Bengals got a tough schedule. I don't know if they're going to win many games, but uh, I do think that he's going to put up big numbers. No doubt about it. Look, it was NFL cut down a day yesterday. We've talked about Cam Newton. I haven't talked much about the rest of the cuts because really there weren't a whole bunch of significant things going on. It's all about the quarterback. So we're going to talk about the rookie quarterbacks. And now that we know who their teammates are going into week one, how we think this thing is shaping up. We've already talked about Mac Jones. We'll talk about the other guys here on the third and final segment of Locked on NFL. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows in one spot. No more lagging. No more juggling remotes. No more needing to buy other devices. You can get it all in one spot. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And let me get on your nerves about Built Bar. And the reason why I say get on your nerves is because it's obvious at this point you already have your Built Bars. You have your Built Bar account. You got a pantry full of them, but I got to tell you about it anyway because it's just such a great product. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. And when I say ever, you all know what I mean. You know my favorite flavor. You can all say it. If I put my hand up to my ear, I'm going to hear everybody say salty caramel because I love the contrast between the salt and the caramel. You all know my backup, and if I put my hand over here, you guys are going to say it's raspberry. You're right, because that's all I ever talk about are those two. 
but they have seven other great flavors and all of them are covered in 100% chocolate. Every single one of them. Now you can get yours by going to Built Bar at BuiltBar.com or go on Twitter at, at bar underscore Built and make sure you enter the promo code, which is LOCKED15. That's your, that's your promo code and your first order of Built Bars, you're going to save 15%. So remember, you can try my favorite too or you can try one of the other seven flavors because they're loaded with chocolate, very little calories, a bang of protein, 17 or 18 grams of protein, very little carbs and very little sugar. So make sure you go to Built Bar and get your Built Bars. The promo code is LOCKED15. All right, I'm going to get on y'all nerves right now in this third segment, you and Jamie. I'm always sitting here talking about these quarterbacks, man. So I had to kind of kind of lead this thing back to the quarterbacks, the rookie class, since it's the quarterback show. Trevor Lawrence, he, he finally looked good. He finally gave the people what they were asking for. He was 11 out of 12 for about a buck 40 the other day with two touchdowns, and he dropped some dimes in. So uh, I hope all of the questions, at least for a week, go away about him being some sort of a bust. I've read articles of people saying that stuff. And regardless of what you didn't see from him, there was no way you could categorize Trevor Lawrence as looking like a bust unless you're just trying to make it appear that you were the smartest guy in the room on draft night. But he played really, really well, James. Did you see his performance? And how, what did you think of it? Uh, I saw part of it. Um, but look, I know what Trevor Lawrence is. I, I know he's going to be a beast. Like, I, I didn't – when someone struggles, like Jamar Chase, right? You asked me before we started recording, like, oh, man, it's Jamar. I'm going to bank with what I know and what's proven. And Jamar, I, I saw what he could do in 2019. Trevor Lawrence is much more proven than even Jamar because he did it year after year after year. So is there going to be some adjusting, some holding on to the ball, some things like that that he needs to tweak? Yeah, oh, yeah. But if Justin Herbert did what he did last year, can you imagine – what Trevor Lawrence, who's more battle-tested, who played in bigger games, who played on national stages, it, what he's going to do. I don't know if the Jags are going to be good. I think they're going to be fun, and they're going to be fun because of who's under center. So, no, I, I never worried about Trevor Lawrence. I think he's the best quarterback in the draft, not Justin Fields, you know, not Mac Jones, not Trey Lance, you know, not Zach Wilson. No, it's, it's Trevor Lawrence, and you're going to get a first – hand view of that over the next decade or so my friend i almost went past zach wilson because i was thinking about the other two guys but let me hit zach zach is in new york of course i'm gonna be he honest good with too. yeah he, he's looked really really good the thing with me is it hasn't been the improvisation all of the stuff that everybody always talked about he's just running the offense and he's picking and sticking and finding guys open i think he's looked good so far and i have to go ahead and give him his flowers for that uh mm -hmm. trey lance Trey Lance, in my opinion, has looked better than I thought. I was shocked today to look at his stats, and I found out in the preseason it was 18 for 41. That's not good. I did not know because all I saw was highlights for the most part. And then when you look at how fluid he is as an athlete, but you go back and 18 for 41 is still 18 for 41, and he's going to have to improve on that if he wants to win that job. For sure. And you know what I think? I think Kyle Shanahan, at least to a degree, this was by design. Uh, because they could have put together this offense around Trey Lance and put him in a position to do the things that he's really comfortable with doing right from the jump. And I don't think he was doing that. I think he was like, hey, Trey, this is what I, I need you to do. We'll right. do all that stuff you're good at, but I need you to improve on your weaknesses. And that's why you go 18 for 41, right? That's why th there are a lot of highlights that people see like you and I, but there are struggles in between there. 
And it's because they're taking the long view. Uh, you know, that they, they think maybe it's by week eight, right? We know Jimmy G's had some injury issues, but at some point, Trey Lance is going to be the starter, whether it's some point this year or at the start of next season. But they want to do it right. They don't want a one-hit wonder. They don't want a guy that's good at a couple things, but, you know, like RG3 almost, right? And Shane Han was there for that, <laughs> right? You don't want that to happen. And so you you build him up the right way. I still think we're going to see a lot of Lance, not initially, uh, unfortunately, because he's exciting, as are most of these young quarterbacks. Right. But but I think that's why the numbers are what they are, because if they would have done things a little differently, I, I wouldn't have been shocked if he was 36 for 41, right? No. It's just kind of the, the style of things. And that's why Jimmy G is going to start this uh, next week in week one. You're right. And last but not least, Justin Fields, who I believe has been super impressive. And I really like the way he he's going about his business. And I also like the way that Andy Dalton is treating him. Yeah. I think, though, if they don't get off to a fast start, you're going to see Justin Fields in the game really, really fast for the Bears. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And to me, there's been so many people talking about Fields and how, how can you not play him over Dalton and look at the numbers I don't know if I want Fields playing the Rams in his first game. It, it, I think there's a big difference roster-wise, and Dalton could get pummeled there, especially off that offensive line going against Aaron Donald. And I get it. Can Fields take it? Sure. But, again, you got to take the long-term view here, future of the franchise. Does it really matter if you lose to the Rams? No, it doesn't. Does it really matter if Andy Dalton faces the Bengals in Week 2? Really? Probably not, although I think Fields could. There's a realistic chance he right. could get the starting job after that first week. But, yeah, I, I think Fields is going to be great. I can't believe he fell as far as he did in the draft. We've talked about that. And uh, I think some some teams are going to regret not going the quarterback route. Maybe Atlanta at number four. Talk to someone that uh, used to cover the Falcons, and they were like, yeah, they probably should have went with Justin Fields. Yeah, no doubt about it. The one thing about it, when you have a guy like that, that the players gravitate towards and they like, the players and the coach will read the locker room, and sometimes the locker room will give an indication of who the quarterback needs to be. I got a couple of things to remind you guys of. Make sure you check out the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, because with these games starting and you guys going to bet online, man, you need to make sure that you have all of the information. You're going to get a lot of information on bet online too, but bet online sponsors this podcast. You can get it every single day, uh, Monday through Friday on Locked On Jaguars, or Locked On NFL, Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Bengals, wherever you get your podcast. The same place, go and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Bets. Now, this next one is important, too. The season it has begun, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. Between August 30th, which was yesterday, through September 8th, Locked On's ultimate season preview has taken you through every team, every division, with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason Lockenfor. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. It's been fun, man. It's been the quarterback issue. We have we love little themed shows like this because the season's here and you don't have to manufacture content anymore. It's all here for you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you just have to eat it up and be willing to report it and bring it to you guys. So, Jamie, man, we'll get together next week. Next week we'll be previewing game week, right? Oh, we're, we'll be one day away from Bucks, Cowboys, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, and Cam Newton. Uh, I don't see it, but you never maybe. know. You never know, it, baby. It, it, it could be one of those teams since those are the two that two of the three that Ooh. we mentioned. All yeah. right, man. So it's locked on NFL on a Wednesday for James Rapine and Tony Wiggins. We will see you next week. Remember to take care of each other, and we'll try to.